The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is The Customer Edge with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo, provide a phenomenal customer experience, and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 and if you want to run with the Game Changers, you are in the right place. Our topic today, the buzz, customer service. I know we talk about it a lot, but it's really, really important. After all, this is the Customer Edge with Game Changers Radio, so let me get started. Far too many companies have been inducted into what we like to call or don't like to call the Customer Service Hall of Shame. Why? Because they have, let's be polite, less than stellar customer services practices. My goodness, some are harassing customers who try to cancel a service or give back a product. Really? Some are fining people for posting a bad Yelp review. Oh, my goodness. Give me a break. So how can we stop this unfortunate trend? And it's unfortunate for everyone. Well, we think it's time to go back to school. Why? To revisit and relearn the modern fundamentals, and I said modern, of exceptional customer service. It really boils down to a couple of things. How do you use social channels for engagement the right way? How do you create an efficient self-service model? That's pretty modern. And how do you put customer service at the heart of your marketing and brand experience? That is the core. We're going to talk about all of it today. Let me introduce our panel of experts. And yes, they are. First up on the panel is Shep Hyken. He's a customer service expert, prolific author. His latest book is Amaze every customer every time and wouldn't we wish the companies really did that here's a quote from Shep and then he's going to talk to us in a second he says customer service is not a department it's a philosophy to embrace by every person in any position within an organization that's a sweeping statement Shep Hyken welcome how are you today it's great to be here thanks for having we're delighted so talk to me this is very profound customer service is not a department how many companies know that without your telling them Shep talk to me <laughs> well when we get called for customer service training programs or speaking programs many times I'm asked to speak to the customer service department the people who are just on the front line but the reality is service is no longer a department it's a philosophy and everybody has customers be them be they internal customers uh, people we work with, the external customer, and at the end of the day, the most customer-focused companies also focus on their their employees on the inside doing some of the same techniques, same strategies, and same tactics that make the employees want to be there. What's happening on the inside of an organization is being felt on the outside by the customer. Very interesting, Shep. I'm so appreciative of your statement here. I'm just going to chat with you for a second before we introduce the rest of the panelists. We so often see in, in what we refer to as brick-and-mortar walk-in stores, Shep, you know, we still have those where you actually go in and see a person, talk to a person. We often see such poor 
I'll say ethics. I know that's a big word, but ethics in terms of customer service, they're lolling around talking in a corner. There's nobody on the floor to help you figure out where is that sneaker or that tennis bracket you're looking for or where the size 14s are, whatever you're looking for. Nobody's around. Nobody cares. They don't get that they're part of customers. Shep, what's going on with this? Tell me. You know, I think part of it is, number one, it's who you hire. And number two, once you hire even the right people, it's training them properly. And unfortunately, most companies think, hey, let's put them through a customer training program when they first start working here. Six months later, they don't remember the program they did. And that's why it's important to say that training isn't something that you did. It's something that you do. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be five minutes a week as part of a weekly meeting that you have talking about anything else you want to talk about. The idea is get people engaged and reinforce and and make it continuous. It's the continuity that counts. Words of wisdom. Everything you say is important. Thank you very much, Shep. I appreciate your joining us today. I know you're on the road, and and, uh, we hope you're safe somewhere, safe and quiet. And I'm going to introduce our second panelist joining you today is Robin Frey Carey. She's the founder of Social Media Today. And Robin brought us a quote from Abraham Lincoln. Robin, before I read the quote, I have to tell you, I did a show earlier today, my flagship coffee break with Game Changers show, and the female panelist on that show also brought me a quote from Abraham Lincoln. I don't think Abe Lincoln's ever been on the show, but two radio shows in one day. Abe, honestly, that's all I have to say. Now, here's Robin Frey Carey's quote from Abe Lincoln. It's, I am not bound to win, but I am bound to be true. I'll read one more sentence. It's a long one. I'm not bound to succeed, but I am bound to live by the light that I have. Very profound. Welcome, Robin Frey Carey. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Bonnie. It's great to be here. Wonderful. Talk to me, Abe Lincoln, on a show about customer service. Why? Well, I know that may sound a little um, obscure, and it's not just because I'm a Southerner, so therefore I'm a huge admirer of Abraham Lincoln, Mm -hmm. but it's really because the reason I got into social media in the first place is that I think that it bends ultimately towards truth. The whole notion that you can crowdsource wisdom and you can crowdsource information, and as long as you eliminate barriers to communication, you will get to the truth. And I think what's been missing in customer service when it was completely dependent on phone support was essentially the truth. And customers knew that. I mean, have you ever had that experience in the old days when you got the recording that said, we're going to be recording this call for, you know, and might review it later? And and I don't know if you were like me, Bonnie, but I would say, oh, please, somebody (laughs) listen to what I'm trying to say. Now, with social media... Everyone who has a customer issue also has an audience. And some people, thanks to their personal brand efforts, have huge audiences. And as Shep and others know, in many cases now, customer support takes into account what your cloud score is or how influential you are. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's an incredibly powerful tool. And we've seen so many examples, as you've said recently, where social media has been used to amplify a bad customer experience, and to really negatively have an effect on the brand that created that customer experience. And so I think the truth is ultimately what we're all trying to get from our customer interactions with brands. And I think that's far more important than the brand, the company behind the brand, thinking that the whole point of customer service is to um, reduce cost and to get you off the phone as quickly as possible. 
Thank you, Robin. Also, words of wisdom from you. I appreciate that. And let's turn to our third panelist. It's Kai Petzelt, Senior Director of Product Marketing at SAP. And Kai sent me a quote from Brian Solis, S-O-L-I-S, hope I'm pronouncing it right, of the Altimeter Group. Listen up, kids. Businesses are no longer the sole creator of a brand. It is co-created by consumers through shared experiences and defined by the results of online searches and conversation, echoing what Robin just said. Welcome, Kai Petzelt, how are you today? Thanks, Bonnie. I'm doing great. Great to be back on your show, by the way. Y- yes, delighted to have you back. So talk to me. Interesting quote from Brian, and, and uh, there are a lot of pieces to this quote, so why don't you take it apart for us? Right. So, yeah, I picked this quote from Brian because I really thought that it uh, fits really well to our conversation that we're having today on the show. If you think about it, you know, customers today, they're digitally connected. They're always on. They're better informed than they've ever been before in, in human mankind. And coupled with that, they really have greater purchasing power than ever before, right? So add social media to that, um, which has become such an incredible amplifier for any customer service interaction. We just heard it um, from Robin as well. And those interactions could be positive or negative. Uh, I mean, this essentially influences the brand at every single touch point. And I really find that fascinating that, that us consumers have such a big impact and influence on, on businesses in the long run. So, so that's why I picked that, uh, that quote from Brian Solis. Thank you very much, Kai. I, I think any business that is not paying attention to this is on its way to extinction or a very bad ending, a very bad financial bottom line, or they're just holding out for somebody to just hit their head against the wall and say, hello, the customer has a voice and it's loud and it's clear. And guess what? People are listening and those people are other customers and other influencers. Am I right, Kai? You can't hide from it anymore. Absolutely. You can't defy it. Otherwise, uh, before you know it, you, your, um, your business will, will, will be no longer around. Yes, exactly right. There you go. I'm going to sing the doom and gloom song, but I'm not going to sing it all because I want my three panelists to share some personal information with me. You all know what's coming up. It's the What's in Your Cup Today segment. I'd love to know a little bit more about you. So, Shep, I don't know where on the road you are, but if you're drinking something, I hope it's something safe. And tell me a story, Shep Hyken. It's safe. And I thought to myself, what would be appropriate to this particular show that we're on today? So I thought to myself, I've got a cup of Coke in my hand. That's Coca-Cola, by the way, very safe. And, Thank you and, very much. <laughs> and, and there's a reason for this, because there's a great lesson from Coca-Cola. A number of years ago, in their annual report, they talked about how you know they wanted to win market share, and they're beating up against Pepsi and fighting them all the way. And, and so what they decided to go is from market share, and, and they, they got about as far as they can go there. Uh, they decided to go to body share as opposed to market share. Now, I'll step back and say there's an old phrase. It's called wallet share, share of wallet. How much of the mm-hmm. money in your pocket are you spending on whatever it is that, that we offer, you know, based on, you know, are you buying what we sell from anywhere else? Well, body share is like how much of the liquid in a, in, in a human body, what percentage of the, of the liquid in a human body is a Coca-Cola product? And I actually think it's what percentage of the liquid going into a human body is a Coca-Cola product. And I think that if you have a great product and you mix it with great service and you use service as that amplifier through social media and you work to make it uh, a really strong brand based on what consumers are saying about you, you're going to gain that, that loyalty, that body share, that market share, and ultimately the customer's heart. 
Wow, body share. I can't even imagine <laughs> of the percent of liquid. And, and, and if you think about all of the products that fall under the Coca-Cola umbrella and brand, they probably have a good chance of a good body share. Fascinating. Thank you, Shep. Enjoy your Coca-Cola. Robin Frey Carey, where are you and what are you drinking today? Well, I'm a total coffee snob. And I found that the the best and most efficient way for me to address my need is Nespresso. I'm an enormous Nespresso fan, and not just because they have terrific customer service and really seamless integration between their phone service and their online service, but also because I recently discovered that they have created, at least here in the United States, a recycling plan. So if you've ever drunk Nespresso, you know that you put in a a pod of perfect Mm -hmm. coffee and out comes a cup of perfect coffee. And yet as a sort of global citizen, I've always been, I've always felt sort of guilty, um, not to mention, you know, wasteful in throwing away the pods when they were through. And I just discovered by going online that they have put together a program where you can take your, your used spent pods to a local store and recycle them. And so it's, 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 it's indicative to me that this is a company that not only has figured out the nuts and bolts of customer service and integration with online, which is critically important, but it's also looking to a higher purpose, which for many of its consumers, I would imagine, is concern for the planet. And I think it's so incredibly brilliant. And I, I, now I can drink it without even the slightest tinge of guilt, and I can just enjoy it for the fabulous coffee that it is. Wow, you have educated me, Robin Frey Carey. I drink uh, the little K-Cups from a different brand of these perfect coffee pods, and I throw them out, sometimes a couple a day. I don't want to tell you how many. I'm, I'm experimenting with putting caffeine in my body, and I'm actually learning to tolerate it. What do you think of that? So uh, the question is, I, I wonder if they have a recycling program as well for the K-Cups with the K-Brand. I'm going to go look into that. Thank you. I love to have a higher purpose. Thank you, Robin, so much. <laughs> Kai Petzel, I don't know. I can't challenge you to top those two stories, but what do you think? What are you drinking? Well, I was going to say, it's, it's really hard to top um, Shep's and Robin's uh, um, uh, coffee stories right there. Um, but I'll, I'll give it a try, never, nevertheless. So I'm, uh, I'm traveling right now in New York City, and um, I always like to explore new places and try out new things, and especially when, when it comes to coffee places. I, I really enjoy supporting small mom-and-pop shops. Uh, and what I found is this incredible um, coffee shop over in Brooklyn. And uh, as a matter of fact, right after our um, radio show, I will um, hop on a cab and drive over there. Um, it's called the um, WTF Coffee Lab, for what it's worth. <laughs> and, um, and, and, Sorry. And so <laughs> so it, it really looks more like a chemistry lab than, than a coffee shop. Um, so what they does. do is they use all sorts of equipment like sock pots, like pour-overs, like Camex, siphons, cold brews. Um, so no matter the method they choose, it, it, it hopefully really satisfies the inner coffee geek in me, uh, in myself. So, so I'll, I'll let you know uh, once I've been there. It sounds really <laughs> promising. Uh, not your uh, usual coffee shop uh, for sure, but, uh, but for sure. it cer- certainly makes up for, for a good um, customer experience. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. 
Wow, you did. You were right there in the game, Kai. I appreciate that. Three fantastic stories. Now, I'm just going to set the, the pace here before because we're going to go to break in just a second. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to start a half-hour straight-through roundtable. I know my guests are ready and primed for that, that kind of challenge. But we're going to be tackling three different lessons from the many in Shep's latest book. I'm just going to give you a, a hint about what we're going to be talking about. First, we're going to talk about customer service is the heart of marketing, which I alluded to in my opening. Then we're going to go around the table and talk about the importance of social media as an interaction channel for customer service. Another good one. And we're going to wrap up with the third lesson we're talking about is self-service is good customer service. A lot of meat on the bones here, and my panel is certainly up to it. We're speaking today with Shep Hyken, customer service expert and author on the road today, Robin Frey Carey, founder of Social Media Today, and Kai Petzel, Senior Director of Product Marketing at SAP. Guess what? I'm still Bonnie D. Graham. Happy to be here hosting the episode number five of our recently new series, The Customer Edge with Game Changers Radio. We're going to be right back. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. Michael, out. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. A global revolution is taking place, shaking the very foundation upon which all enterprises are built. This revolution is led by today's digitally empowered consumers and commercial buyers. They don't see our companies through a channel-focused lens. They look for and expect one experience, irrespective of the channel. Join us to explore insights, information, and ideas from sales, customer service, and marketing experts around the globe. Let's embrace the challenge of engaging customers in this new age. The Customer Edge with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Customer Edge with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to The Customer Edge with Game Changers. Here we are, and that's exactly what we're talking about, how your company can get the customer edge. Speaking today with Shep Hyken, prolific author, and his latest book we'll be discussing is Amaze Every Customer Every Time, and oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if companies really got that, understood it, and knew how to do it. We're also speaking with Robin Frey Carey, the founder of Social Media Today, and Kai Petzelt, a senior director of product marketing at SAP. We're going to kick off the roundtable. We're going to go about 30 minutes nonstop, so I hope my panelists have put their seatbelts on, especially 
you, Shep. I think you're in the car. Shep, let's kick off this party with lesson number five from your book, Customer Service is the Heart of Marketing. And you say, I, let me read a couple of notes. Yes, there is a marketing department, and yes, that department is responsible for delivering the message and brand promise that customers want to do business with you, that makes customers want to do business with you. Let's start with our basics on marketing, and let's lead into why customer service is that hard. Go ahead, Shep Hyken. Sure, and I think you've done a great setup here. So you've heard about truth in advertising. Well, now there's what I call trust in advertising, and it's the trust in the corporate marketing campaign, the advertisements, the commercials, uh, billboards, anything you see. And what's happened is that uh, the percentage of people that trust what those advertisements are about is dropping dramatically and being replaced by basically word-of-mouth marketing, which is what customer service provides. That great customer experience has people walking out of a company's doors or walking away from doing business going, wow, I love them. They share uh, their experience with their friends, their family members, their colleagues. They recommend them. And I think that's becoming huge. A friend of mine, Tom Baldwin, who's the former CEO of Morton's The Steakhouse, who, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. other than their, their advertising or marketing their own tribe, their own uh, guests at the restaurants through email and that type of thing, they really didn't advertise on the radio and TV. What he felt the best marketing department was, was the employees, the servers, the bussers, the people in the kitchen delivering a great product out to the guests. If they did their job well, that guest walked out, said, wow, and they told their friends and they came back. So it really is about that. It's about managing the interactions with people, making all those interactions count keeping them consistently above average. And that's what, by the way, the amazing companies do. They're not over the top. They're just consistently above average. And that's where the heart of marketing is today. Shep, that goes back to what we were speaking about in the opening when you gave me your opening quote, that you have to train your employees to care and be passionate about your brand, that each one of them represents their part of the organization in conveying the best possible customer service. It's amazing that there are companies who get, you said, they have to hire the right employees and keep training them and consistency and repetition, and they're doing it. Uh, any, Any other companies come to mind before we bring Robin into this conversation and Kai? Any other companies come to mind? that are doing this exceptionally well, Shep? Well, I mean, of course, if you look at the latest book, I use the role model Ace Hardware. And Ace Hardware, it's not so much that they're a rock star, but they're solid as a rock. And consistently, they win the J.D. Power Award for excellence in their industry. They go up against biggest bad competitors and big box stores, and they continue to thrive and survive in in that competition. And the way they do it is by delivering that consistent value, which is all in the helpful service that they provide. And any company is capable of doing it. They just have to decide that's what they want to do. And they have to make it a company-wide effort, starting at the top, permutating mm-hmm. all the way to the front line. And everybody in between is affected and impacted. Thank you. Robin, Frey, Carey, thoughts on what we're talking about? You agree customer service is the heart of marketing today? Oh, I totally agree. In fact, oh my gosh, long ago, way back in the the distant mists of time in 2006, (laughs) uh, as we produced a webinar uh, which was sponsored by SAP and which included Seth Godin. And I'll never forget Mm -hmm. that Seth talked about this topic in, in a very interesting way because we think that we're living in an age that's completely different and that in many respects that all these technologies are disruptive and that they're completely changing the ways that we do business. And Seth said something very interesting. 
he said, you know, business, customer service right now and business is more like 1870 than it is 2006. And what he meant by that was that in the old days, before industrialization and mass communications, if you wanted to buy a new hat, you went into the hat store and you told the milliner what you were interested in and there was an exchange and you essentially co-created a product. And, and absolutely, the, the milliner's ability to create something that you wanted became the basis of his marketing. And so I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing, in many respects, a reversion to the way things used to be, where service and co-creation of product and conversation are critical to the success of a business. Reminds me of my favorite French phrase, Robin. It's plus ça change, plus ça la même chose. And we go around and around and around, and here it comes again. Yes, yes, yes. Kai Petzold, I know you want to join this conversation. Thoughts about customer service at the heart of marketing? Talk to me. Yeah, well, I guess we're definitely all on the same page here on that topic. Um, you know, to me, what it really comes down to is um, customer service is really where brand promise of a company comes to life, right, where, where it's proven. Because if you think about it, like customer service is really at the center of a company's effort, like to build trust and goodwill and advocacy, drive revenue, you know, all those attributes come to mind when we think about customer service. And quite frankly, all those come to mind when we think about marketing as well, right? And customer service is really one of the functions that, that brings all these values to life, um, or it doesn't. If, if uh, a customer service team of a company fails to deliver against uh, one of those or any of those attributes, then, then um, of course, um, it's, uh, it's, it's negative marketing at its best. And uh, it will basically um, delete all the wonderful perception and promises that are basically associated with your, with your marketing message. So, so it has a direct positive impact um, on your marketing message and your brand perception, as well as a negative um, uh, um, a connection to your uh, to your brand perception as well. So, thank you, so. Kai. Go ahead. That's it. Back to you. Okay. I, I wanted to jump in and ask a question of Shep first and then go, go through the panel. Question is, Shep, you talked about you have to hire the right people. Everybody's going to tell you what you want to hear in an interview. Come on. We're talking about somebody who's going to be on, a, on the floor in a, in a sporting goods store, or somebody who's going to be selling blouses in a big brand name store over Christmas, and they're just there because they need a job, and they're not really into this brand stuff. I'm sorry to sound so negative, but we know it's true. How do you instill in them at the interview, at the point of first contact, Shep, how do you say to them, we expect you to be a brand ambassador. We expect you to be enthusiastic about selling for us. We expect you to be excited about working here, and we know everything you say and do when you're in our employ, whether you're online or in brick and mortar, is going to be part of who our brand is and how it's perceived, what our brand is. So, Shep, how do you get the right people in the door? It's not that easy, is it? No, it, well, it's not. It, it may not be easy, but it doesn't mean, mean it has to be hard either. I think there's okay. a couple of things. Number one, you should never hire that person that's just here for a job, that's just here to collect a few dollars, that's not going to be here very long. And I think if you get somebody good in the hiring process, who's good at, uh, in your HR department, they'll be able to weed those people out. But there's some things that we need to consider. If you want somebody that's truly going to be a brand ambassador in a certain type of business, let's say, for example, uh, you do have a call center. Let's just use that as a true customer service department. American Express is a great example of this. They mm -hmm. feel, as they're hiring people, 
they do like people with some call center experience, but you want to know what's more important? Do they have mm. any experience in hospitality? Did they ever work in a restaurant or a hotel for any length of time and understand the hospitality mentality? That's a great place to start. You don't always have to hire people from your industry to get the best people to deliver the service that you want to get. You can train people to do a lot of what they need to do technically or skill-wise. But if you don't hire the right people with the right mindset, the right attitude, right personality, it's not going to happen. That's what I was looking for. Robin, you have anything you want to add to that? And then, Kai, jump in. Anybody? Well, I can name one or two companies that I think look to see if there was concentration camp experience in a potential hire's background. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, everyone knows about spectacularly bad customer service as yes. well. And I think we've been very yes. positive. But um, there are certainly many examples that we could use here today. And, I, you know, one of them is, uh, it's not one that I've experienced. It's a major airline, uh, which as recently as about a year ago, had a Facebook page um, and was interacting on Facebook. There were people assigned to that, but there was absolutely no integration between their Facebook page and their customer service. And there was a long exchange that took place on a Facebook page, which ultimately ended with the, the person hired by the airline having to admit to a customer that they had absolutely no communication with anyone who could solve the problem. And one of the biggest mistakes I think that companies Mm. are making right now is they get into social, and I don't want to get ahead of us here, but as they get into social, they're not creating a strategic plan for Mm -hmm. integration into customer service as well. Yeah, thank you, Robin. And we will be uh, dipping our toe into the social interaction channel lesson in just a second, so thank you for that. Almost segue. I'm just going to hang on one more second. Kai, anything you want to add about Shep's comment that it may not be easy, but it doesn't have to be that hard in terms of hiring the right kinds of people? Well, my my thoughts on that are really um, customer service. I mean, the area of customer service uh, arguably may one of may be one of the hardest areas to find to find the right personnel for. And why is that? Because you really want to do this job. I mean, it's a hard job. It's a tough job most of the times, quite frankly. And, and you really want to be in that profession. And if you don't want to be in that profession, you will never be a good and a positive customer service agent, and you will never be able to deliver that positive experience that you're supposed to deliver. So, so my key takeaway really is uh, you really have to you really want to have to want to be in this in this uh, area in order to excel. Otherwise, customer service is never going to be the right area for you to uh, to work in. Thank you. All good points. Now, Robin, we're going to do our nice segue here into lesson number three from Chef Hyken's book, and the lesson is the importance of social media as an interaction channel for customer service. So why don't you kick us off? I'm just going to read one sentence from from the book and then want to hear your thoughts. The sentence is, social media has become a very popular way for customers to reach out for help. It's easier than ever. Go ahead, Robin. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I want to expand on that, but first, just a quick shout out before we do leave the prior topic. Shep said something. Uh, excuse me. Shep said something very important, which was that the CEO, or at least senior management, has to set the cultural expectations for customer service. And and I think that the if, if, you know if, if you look at the, at the companies that have been successful, it really does come from the top. 
and you know the rest of it is is implementation, it's tactics, but if the C-suite isn't bought into a cultural attitude of listening and responding, then it's very, very difficult for people on the front lines to carry off great service. So I just wanted to give a shout out to, to Shep before we get into this. I mean, yeah, as I was saying earlier, Bonnie, it's, you know, all too often companies now are um, looking at their social channels as something separate from customer service. Mm-hmm. Uh, or alternatively, they have developed customer service protocols which use social, um, but they're not responding in time, or they're not really taking advantage of it, or the people who are monitoring and the people who are responding are too junior to actually have an impact. Um, a good example as recently as about six, seven months ago is a major um, business process outsourcer outsource company, which, uh, like many companies in that field, had uh, a, 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 you know, a, a customer complaint that came up on Twitter. And the company did not respond to that complaint for three days. Now, the company mm-hmm. was involved in its communications and marketing on social, so they were aware of the problem. They were listening to the problem, but they couldn't get the operations side to give them the opportunity to respond. And what happened was in those three days, there were millions and millions of impressions, you know, which is the standard sort of measurement for advertising online. There were millions and millions of impressions around this negative meme being created instead of being responsive, instead of the company being responsive and and starting to control or at least um, contain the narrative early on. So... Clearly, we're in an age where customers are using their computers to, um, and their mobile devices, more importantly, to mm-hmm. create and interact around customer service. But more importantly, they're expecting a very, very quick response. And the companies that are able to provide it and who are able to provide it with meaningful information will succeed, and those who wait for days will fail. Another Thank important you. point yep. is that we're not just mm-hmm. talking about Facebook and Twitter here. When it comes to social media, uh, there are a lot of other important channels to monitor. There are rating systems like Yelp, which you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And let's not discount what Shep was saying. Word-of-mouth marketing goes both ways. I mean, certainly word-of-mouth, when it's positive, is an incredible asset for a brand. Word-of-mouth, when it's negative, is a real ding. And... I think companies should be aware when it comes to word of mouth that we're not just talking about Facebook and Twitter, as important as they are and how they've become default channels for discussions about customer service and about brands, but look to the future. Look to an increased amount of peer-to-peer word of mouth that's harder to monitor and harder to respond to, but, but, no, but nonetheless important. And, of course, mobile. And every company mm-hmm. should be thinking not only about its mobile marketing strategy, but its mobile customer service strategy as well. Thank you, Robin. Kai Petzelt, chime in. What do you think? So let's, let's get started with, with just two data points, which, which I mm-hmm. really like because they are so mind-boggling. 500 million tweets and 800 million Facebook users every day. Wow. Uh, 
I mean, that's, that's, so, that's so beyond imagination. What that really means in terms of um, customer service potential, uh, positive and negative, and, and we should really stop believing that those 500 million tweets are just you know, tweets about what folks had for breakfast. I mean, uh, social media for customer service interaction is here to stay. Um, that's, that's beyond any doubt. And, and the sheer volume of social media interactions uh, every single day is, is just mind-boggling. And this potential that is out there for businesses to tap into is, is, is unheard of. Um, just earlier today, I, I heard of a great example of a company that really takes it to the next level and is not just sort of out there, um, just like Robin said, on Facebook and Twitter. I mean, every company is out there on Facebook and Twitter today. Um, a European airline, KLM, um, they are out there as well, of course. And what they do, and I found that really interesting, is on their website, they indicate how long it's going to take them in real time to respond to uh, social media inquiries uh, via Facebook and via Twitter. So at any given point in time, uh, you can expect uh, to get some feedback from hopefully a live person within X minutes. And I think that's great because that really brings social media to the next level of true interaction and, if not, engagement. Right? So, so that's one great example. Another great example that I really like to tell is um, the uh, um, um, uh, telephone company T-Mobile here in the U.S., um, who really started a journey to leverage social media as, as a customer excellence channel to, uh, to uh, engage with their customers. Um, wh- what they saw is um, a dramatic increase in their re- resolution rate of uh, service inquiries from like 10 to 20 percent um, over their traditional channels to over 90 percent, 90 percent. Um, via social media. So not only is it a means and a tool to meet your customers where they are, but it's also a tool and a means and a way to uh, drastically increase your resolution rate while lowering your cost of serving your customers. So it's really a win-win-win situation that you don't want to miss. It should be a win-win-win. Thank you, Kai. Shep Hyken, I know you want to say something. Join us. Thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, with, with with what both of our esteemed colleagues here have said, uh, you know, Robin mentioned there's a company that took three days. You know, Kai mentioned the number of tweets and Facebook users, and there's so much going on. Here's an interesting stat to add to it. Uh, just recently read a stat that the average company responds via social media in nine hours. That's the average response time. So that takes the three days, and it takes the people that do it in five or ten minutes and average out to nine crazy hours. And I'm thinking to myself, if I wanted my question answered in nine hours, I would have waited nine hours to ask my question. So, uh, and I think it's becoming table stakes at this point to step up and have a good social media platform to work off of. And by the way, as we get into the concept of our third topic, which is self-service, I don't believe that social media should be just reactive in customer service. I think there's engagement, too. Um, I think the example of KLM putting on their website, this is how long it's going to take for us to get back to is an example of being a little more proactive. I love, I'm not going to tell you the name of the airline, I just, their initials are AA, and that's anonymous airline. <laughs> or American Airlines. <laughs> and that's my airline of choice. I fly them every week, and I am, you know, I know how to get online while I'm in the air because they sure. have Wi-Fi. 
And when I see I'm circling in an airport because of bad weather and I'm going to miss my flight or miss a connection, I go online, I direct message American Airlines, I tell them my frequent flyer number and that I'm trying to connect to a plane. It looks like I'm going to miss it. Within five to ten minutes, they always get back to me and they say, you are now protected on the following flight. I mean, that's wow. reactive customer service, but it's, it's at the top of its game when it comes to social media and combining customer service. Shep, I would say that's proactive reactive. That's we care. That's amazing. I just want to chime in here for a second. Kai, in your notes before the show, you sent me the following social media maturity model, which speaks to what Shep just mentioned. Listen, analyze, respond, participate, and engage. And that's where you encourage customer loyalty and advocacy. So there is a model here. Wonderful conversation, uh, by the way. I want to make sure we have enough time because we have to go to break in about six minutes. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I want to move into our third lesson, and this is the one we talked about before. Kai will lead us off on this one. Self-service is good customer service. Why don't you explain that for us, Kai? I would love to. So self-service really what it comes down to. I mean, we know the problem at hand the best, right? Uh, when something is not working right, when we have a question, uh, when we need to resolve something, we already laid out the problem mentally in our brain and and why not try to find a solution ourselves rather than having to explain our issue um, over and maybe over and maybe over again over the phone or in person why not trying to find a resolution or an answer uh, for our question we have um, by ourselves a great example um, an unusual example an unexpected example when I checked in in my hotel here in New York City um, they had a self-service option to check in at the hotel and mm-hmm. I found that unusual because usually when I uh, when I walk into a hotel I expect you know someone to greet me and to ask me how my trip was and you know how my day is going and that kind of stuff but then I thought about it and I was like hmm you know they have like 15 terminals next to each other and and they made it really, really easy and convenient for me to check in. I had my reservation. I just had to punch in my, my last name. And literally 90 seconds later, I had my room key in my hand and, and was on my way to the elevator. Um, much faster. Um, I didn't have to have the conversation. I probably didn't want to have, right, one <laughs> second. And, and I was in and out in no time. So, so a great way of, of offering that alternative if I choose to. And um, especially in today's day and age where, I mean, quite frankly, we're better informed than ever before, be it in a B2C example or be it in a, in a uh, professional B2B environment. And, and almost everybody um, amongst us uh, is increasingly tech savvy. So, so why not offering those self-service options um, as options, though? It shouldn't be the mm-hmm. only option, but a, 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 an addition to um, sort of sort of agent-assisted customer service is, is certainly the way to go because bottom line is almost all the customers uh, that we talk to at least agree that valuing my time is really the most critical thing a company can do to deliver a good customer experience. And by offering this self-service option, I see that this company that wants to do business with me is really valuing my time, and, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Shep Hyken, join us. What are your thoughts on customer service, self-service? Well, there always needs to be a fallback position uh, mm-hmm. of a human being if, if needed. Uh, that's important. I also think that you run a risk. If you do all self-service, you run the risk 
of not having the interaction you need to build a little bit of an emotional relationship with the customer. Now, that said, uh, when online booking of airline tickets and checking in were starting to become, uh, you know, popular, a friend of mine came up to me and said, I just had the best experience on this particular airline. I got all the way to the gate and I never had to talk to one of their employees. And, hmm. and I thought, well, is that, is that because you don't like the people or you don't like the airline? He goes, no, no, on the contrary. They created a great system that allows me, because now that I know how to work it, uh, it's better, it's faster, everything, everything about it was good. And once again, it's the option that the customer had. But at the same time, I believe that hotel that Kai's staying in probably has a person standing somewhere near those machines. You bet. Smiling, you bet. That's waving, that's being friendly you and, and engaging betcha. so that there's some emotional attachment. There has to be. I'm just going to give you a quick example. I, I live near several grocery stores here on Long Island, but there's one in particular, a fairly big name that starts with W, does a pretty good job in their self-service checkout aisle. They have four registers where you scan the item and then the price comes up and it says, do you want to pay cash? You all know how it works. But standing nearby, almost hovering, is an employee of the store because she knows darn well somebody won't find the right barcode or they won't scan it right or they're going to get hung up on what do I do and how fast do I do it and what button do I push and when do I pay and she's there and she has to be there and she's a full-time monitor if you will of the customer self-service checkout line because somebody's going to get confused and I raise my hand and admit that it has been me on occasion so there so Shep I agree with you on that Robin Frey Carey what do you think about customer service self-service well I think you've got to make it simple you've got to Mm -hmm. make it intuitive you've got to make it um, and you have to continually iterate and listen to the performance of all the self-service tools that you're creating, whether those are, are online forums or whether those are some kind of in-store experience. Um, you know, it's, it's very convenient in sort of social media circles to bring up Apple as the great exception to social media marketing because for a long time and, and perhaps still, Apple's been um, absent from Facebook and from Twitter from a marketing standpoint, but by and large, and I've, I've bought Apple products for years, and I'm sure most of the people in the audience have too, mm-hmm. their self-service is highly intuitive and very well integrated with exactly what Kai and, and Shep were talking about, which is that when you, when you fail at the self-service, you can easily then, you know, go to a human being. And Apple has brought its whole philosophy of simple and intuitive into customer service in many respects. And, And I think that that's absolutely critical. If you're going to thrust customer service back at the customer, make sure that you've spent an enormous amount of time on the user experience. And, and that that user experience should be very simple and intuitive, should look at natural language, and should be culturally specific as well. Very good point. Kai, you want to wrap up on this point since you started this lesson for us? Any further thoughts? And would you please bring in the uh, nuance survey results in your notes on self-service? Do you have those in front of you? Yes. So, so um, actually, 75% of that um, uh, quote report or survey said self-service is a convenient way to address customer service issues, and uh, two-thirds of the same um, respondents said they preferred self-service over any other interaction channel. I guess those numbers speak for itself. Service, self-service is here to stay, and, and with an increasing level of knowledge of consumers, I think we will see 
um, an increasing um, adoption rate of self-service across industries and across business models. Um, that said, I think um, um, Shep and uh, Robin hit the nail on the head by saying it has to be an option next to other mm-hmm. uh, service options, and it has to be a good experience. So whenever there's a self-service option, make sure that, that there's uh, someone in the back that, who can help you out if, if something goes wrong. I think we all agree on that. Robin or Shep, you want to add anything before? I think we will take a break, just a a quick one-minute break to give you all a chance to go find that crystal ball for the predictions round and polish it off. Uh, Shep or Robin, anything quick, or are we ready for break? You good? Sure, I'll I'll do a quick comment here. I I think everybody here is spot on. Uh, What would be nice, and it should always be an option, but at the same time, the, the companies who create that option have to educate the customer that it's actually there and how to best use it. And companies like the airlines gave incentives to the passengers. We'll knock $10 off your ticket. We'll give you an extra 500 frequent flyer miles. Those passengers then became proactive about learning how to best Mm -hmm. use the system. And hence, it really worked very, very well as a result. Great point. Thank you. Guess what? We are going to take a break. Just a quick one, Michael. I'm giving you a heads up here. I'm speaking with Shep Hyken, Robin Frey, Carrie, and Kai Petzelt. We're talking about going back to school, lessons in customer service. And if you've been listening, there are lots and lots of wonderful lessons here. I want to thank Lana Smith, and I know Margot Heiligman, and uh, the handle Customer Edge, Cust Edge, and SAP CRM are tweeting their tootsies off here, making sure we capture all the words of wisdom from my panelists. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Don't even think of touching that. Oh, you know what? We'll be right back. With the predictions round, Michael out. A global revolution is taking place, shaking the very foundation upon which all enterprises are built. This revolution is led by today's digitally empowered consumers and commercial buyers. They don't see our companies through a channel-focused lens. They look for and expect one experience, irrespective of the channel. Join us to explore insights, information, and ideas from sales, customer service, and marketing experts around the globe. Let's embrace the challenge of engaging customers in this new age. The Customer Edge with Game Changers is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. listening to The Customer Edge with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to The Customer Edge with Game Changers. We are on our topic today is back to school lessons in customer service. We're talking about customer service is the heart of marketing. We're talking about the importance of social media as an interaction channel for customer service. And we're talking about self-service is good customer service when it's done right. Now it's time for crystal ball predictions. I know my panelists went out and found that wonderful crystal ball. I bet somebody's got a Steuben crystal ball out there, something really elegant. Shep Hyken, I don't know which one you're looking at, but can you go ahead to the year 2020 or when would you like to predict? Uh, far ahead in terms of what's happening with customer service in the future. Shep, well, obvious, obviously, there's going to be more technology to enhance service in the future, but here's what I think is happening right now, and it's just starting to happen, and it's just going to become even bigger, bigger, better, and more important, and that is companies today, 
the best companies are bragging about their customer service. Their customers are going to these companies. They're learning what great customer service looks like. They understand what it is to win a J.D. Power Award, so they're gravitating toward those types of companies. And basically what's happening is we are educating customers, whether it be B2B or B2C, it doesn't matter. They are learning what good customer service is, thereby they are becoming demanding and expecting it from everyone. If companies don't step up and understand that customer service is really basic table stakes to get mm-hmm. into the game of not just getting but keeping your customers, they're going to be gone in a short matter of time. Shep, question for you. We used to say that the people who were the most vocal in terms of negative responses, customers in terms of I wasn't happy with the product or the service or the person in the store wasn't polite to me, those were the grousers. Those were the general complainers. They always had something negative to say. And the people who have something positive are not going to take to social media. What what have you observed in terms of trends just quickly? And, and do you think more and more people will be able to be willing to take the time to post positive comments? What's your thought on that? Well, I think companies encourage that. I think people enjoy doing it. I, I do think that there are many co- positive comments out there. And the nice thing is, if there's a negative comment, the company has a chance to monitor the social channel, to jump in, find out, hey, what can we do to help you? Let's, if it's on Twitter, let's direct message each other and let's start to work together. And when we're finished, the company's going to get back and say, hey, hope you are happy. I'm glad we resolved the problem. And guess what? That customer is going to say, thank you very much. I'm glad I made the comment and thanks for stepping up. So you take that negative PR or publicity campaign Mm -hmm. and turn it into something very positive for you. I do believe that more people out there are being positive because they want to share their positive experiences. That's part of what social media is all about. It's what we're all learning to do. We love to share great experiences with our friends and the people in our circles. Thank you, Shep. Robin Frey, Carrie, I give you, we take two minutes on the clock. Predictions, go. So in in five years, we're not going to have customer service departments. We're going to have a completely different structure in the C-suite. And there will be a customer's department, but that will roll up everything. That will roll up communications and marketing and customer service. There'll be an innovation and a making things department. There'll be an employees department. And unfortunately, there'll probably still be a finance department. But I think this whole separation of customer service from marketing, I think it's going to go away. And I think that's a really good thing. Okay. Go, any more? You, any more? You want to? You're done. <laughs> I've got more time. <laughs> yeah, you got more time. One more minute. Take one more minute. Go ahead. Well, sure. I mean, I just wanted to sort of pick up on the the thing that Kai was saying. I, I think that simplicity and education are, are going to be key to making all of this work. And it's, it's something that I think a good customer service organization, even though it won't be here in five years, um, I think those are the ones that will ultimately be the brand builders. And all this notion that you can create a company with crappy customer service and they, let's, let's all be real, they're still out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think in any new company coming out, any successful company, whether it's a collaborative company like Airbnb or Uber, none of them can afford to have bad customer service. And, and the ones that still hold out with bad customer service will fail. Thank you very much. And let's go to Kai Petzel. Kai, give me 90 seconds of predictions. Go ahead. So 
So my prediction really is, uh, well, first and foremost, customer service will become the number one key differentiator for companies um, in the future, more than, more than uh, already today. Uh, products are increasingly commoditized across any industry, if we're really true to ourselves, and the customer service experience will become and remain, quite frankly, um, one of the key differentiators uh, really across all industries. Secondly, what I, what I truly believe is that the um, uh, experience uh, for customer service will become truly uniform across any interaction channel. What I mean with that is consumers less and less think in terms of channels um, when reaching out to customer service. They just think in terms of how can I, can I resolve my issue at hand and, and how can it be as effortless and as efficient as possible, right? And so, so, so that's, that's really one key prediction I have. It has to become a uniform experience that spans across any interaction channels. Customers stop thinking in terms of channels and, and they just expect service interactions to be effortless and efficient on the spot. Okay. Thank you very much, Kai. Guess what? We're just about at the end of our time. I'm going to do my quick closing. Thank you, Shep Hyken. What a pleasure to meet you, and thank you for pulling off on the road and being in a safe place to share your words of wisdom. Robin Frey Carey, also pleasure to meet you. And Kai Petzold, I'm so happy you came back on the show. Shout out to Lana Smith, who sponsors this Customer Edge with Game Changers series, and her sidekick, Margo Heiligman, both of them tweeting a lot, and thank you so much for that. And let's see. Well, tomorrow we have one more show this week. It's the future of business with Game Changers. I'll be on the air live at 10 a.m. Eastern, and that'll end out our week. So here's my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to The Customer Edge with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham on Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.